Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? How you doing, man? Ethan Carter, my friend, I am doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's uh, hey, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it's a little crazy, but uh, but all good. All's good. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's it's just you and I tonight, which is as much as I love our guests, and I really do. It's also really fun once in a while to have it just be you and I. You know, it's yeah, just it's just, the, it's just easier. Shoot the, <laughs> you know, shoot the whatever together, right? What, so what's what's really funny is it's as we're as we're talking, we always start at eight, but it's like twenty five after eight because <laughs> yeah. we're just talking. As usual, Ethan and I did a half hour podcast before we started. <laughs> well, and 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 what I also love is that every time, like every time, not every time, but most of the time when it's just you and I, we're like we don't really have a plan going in. And we, we start talking and like five minutes in, we have like 14 topics that we could possibly talk about. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's always amazing to me. And of course, to stay true to form, none of them are written down. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't even know what we talked about beforehand, but I have a rough idea of what we'll talk about now. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe it'll be another one. And maybe it'll be the, the, the 16th uh, idea, you know, so. You know, it, it could very well be. And one of the things I love about doing a podcast especially when it's like when it's just you and I mm-hmm. is like we can look at this and go I think we should just call it now like yeah. we can do a, <laughs> we can do like a 1 hour show yeah. and like you know we don't feel like oh we dragged you over to do a show with us and then we only kept you for an hour or like, or we're watching the clock and we we're like oh we got it you know get it done right so it's like it, yeah it it is nice for sure it is it is nice plus it's since it's tuesday night um i have to edit this tonight right. so maybe if we do keep it a little that, shorter that works for me man that works for me we've got a big storm coming so i'm sure tomorrow oh. night's gonna be a miserable mess so yep i'm basically i am i am really ready to hunker down yeah i got one snowfall last year with my uh my new truck. Yeah. So I'm ready. Like I got the all wheel drive, the four, excuse me. No, I'm, I'm a fancier man than that. I have the four wheel drive ready to go. I, I have to say the four wheel drive versus all wheel drive makes is it's, it's night and day. In my opinion, it's a very big difference. I mean, all wheel drive versus not anything is great, but mm-hmm. it's night and day. Like I had an all wheel drive car and it was horrible. Four wheel drive is the way to go. So. In order of preference for vehicles you want in snow, in order of least to best, mm-hmm. right, is rear wheel drive, mm-hmm. then front wheel drive, mm-hmm. yep, then all wheel drive, yep, and then the king of the mountain is four wheel drive, yep, and a heavy heavy car. Oh, so I, it's really funny. One of the things I hate about having a pickup is that you know the yep. snow gets in the bed, but then I realize like that's it's a good thing. It down adds weight. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny because I've I've always been a Wrangler. Uh, guy except for one one car and that was the all-wheel drive car um but i've always been a wrangler guy but um but the two-door like one of the things i've always said about wranglers is that you can get through anything with a wrangler Mm -hmm. right like you're not gonna get stuck but in terms of sliding like the two the uh two-door is so light that i mean it it slid all over the place you could get through anything but you're not gonna you're gonna you're gonna slide so i have a four-door now and and it's it's just enough more weight that it's much, much better. But I realized the importance. I had a Chevy Traverse for oh, yeah. a couple okay. of years, and it was just the, the front wheel drive one. Mm-hmm. And I realized the importance of weight because that thing yeah. was 4,700 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I realized the importance of weight when I had that because that thing was glued to the road no matter what was going on. Like it was awesome. Yeah. And I was like, wow, if I ever get something with like all wheel drive or four wheel drive, it's going to be wonderful. And 
wow, it just, you know, they're even like when it's rainy, like when you just, your traction's yeah. a little bit off. Like I just flipped the switch to auto and just let the truck like a super pair power. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's it like nice. magical. Well, that's like, it, there is something really, especially being in New England or mm-hmm. Northeast like we are, is there's something also very comforting to know that like I can get through, I like, I can get out of my driveway. I can get up my driveway. I mean, so I'll, I'll tell a quick story. So the, the car I had, the one car that wasn't a Wrangler was um, a Volvo S60. And it's a, it was a great car. And they're supposed to be, re- you know, all-wheel drive. Um, but actually, this year was actually known, and I was told this after I had it, but it was known for being un, uh, imbalanced and that it, oh. it was actually not very good in the snow. But but I had, um, at this point, I lived in a condo. I had a deeded parking spot behind the building. But there was just like maybe like ten foot, fifteen foot uh, little hill to get out of the out of behind you know behind the building to get out into the road, and I could not get up it one one morning, and I was I almost missed my flight for uh, um, for a business trip that would have been really really bad, and that was the moment I was like I got to get a four wheel drive like never again mm-hmm. am I not going to have a four wheel drive car because it's just so wow. stressful I don't know no I. I've never, I had never had anything but front wheel drive cars. Oh, really? Um, until I got this truck. Yeah. And last year we had one snow, we literally had one snowfall the whole of the winter. And when it hit, I just turned on the four wheel drive and I was like, oh, this is what I've been missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is it's, what I've been like missing. Like I said, it, like all of a sudden you feel like you're a superhero or superpower. You do. Yeah. And like, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of people who think they're superheroes. Yeah, I know. Right. Exactly. And they drive like it. And that's, oof. Um, we are going to, we have to address something cause apparently I'm an idiot and I, you know, the fact that I'm an idiot is not, um, anything new to any of our listeners. In fact, most of, most of our listeners probably understand that I am the biggest idiot in the world because I say things sometimes and I don't realize what they come out like. And okay. So I'll give you a great example, right? So Kim and Garrett were on episode five of the show. We were having a great time. And we were hitting the, the the time where I said, okay, we um we have, you know, we've basically hit the amount of time that we've allotted for you and I don't want to go over the time, but I didn't say it that way. It was like almost mid conversation where I was like, okay, thanks for joining us, guys. It was, it was really great to talk to you. And, and I kind of <laughs> cut it off and at, at listening back to it, I was horrified. I was like, what did you do? Right, right, right. Like, you, you know, in, in the moment, it didn't seem like that big a deal. You just didn't want to keep them over. But listening back to it, I was horrified. And I actually, I actually messaged Kim and Garrett that day. And I was like, listen, guys, I'm really, really sorry. I just listened to it. And it sounds like I was cutting you off. And I'm, I really it came look, from a place look, of like, right, respect. Yeah, it came out of respect for <laughs> right. your time. But I just, I want you to understand that I really feel terrible about this. And I'd love to do a make good on this at some point. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the... One of the things I've learned, and I think anyone that does podcasts or does anything that's recorded uh, can attest to, is that the the hardest part about it is that you hear back all those mm-hmm. things. Because I'm sure I do the, I, I'm sure we all do those things all day, every day, right? hundred percent. But, but we don't have to be like we don't, you know, because in the moment you don't think about it, so we don't have to be reminded of it. But when it's recorded and broadcast, and mm-hmm. people are listening, all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I just I just want to, you know, I always talk about how experienced I am as a podcaster and whatever. And I am. I'm not yes, going to pretend I'm not. I'm very experienced as a podcaster, probably more than just about anyone doing podcasts right now, with the exception of maybe the people that work for Twit, right? Right. I've been doing podcasts a long freaking time. Mm-hmm. 
And even I will hit moments where I go, oh, idiot, what did you do? Okay, so last week at the end of the episode, we talked briefly about a possible hiatus in the month of January. Now, the last time I took a hiatus (laughs) was to deal with chemo. And I didn't put that together until I started getting messages from everybody. Which is also amazingly wonderful. I got to tell you, you guys, you guys, anytime I wonder if we're talking into like an empty airplane (laughs) hangar, you guys just swoop right in and fix that immediately. And I really do appreciate that. Okay. Let's just get it out in the open. It is not cancer. My health is fine. I am not sick again. I'm not dealing with chemo. I'm not dealing with any hidden health problems that you don't already know about or that I haven't already dealt with or talked about. Okay. What I am dealing with, and I'm just going to put it out there because things may get unpredictable or whatever. Um, my wife and I are going through a divorce. Um, it's kind of weird to say that because next year would have been our 20th wedding anniversary, which is kind of, it's, it's kind of weird like yeah. to, to, to say this out loud because it's something that, I mean, look, you, you don't, it doesn't hit you out of nowhere. Right, right? right. And even when her and I had our conversation about it last weekend, not this past weekend, the weekend before, it didn't hit her out of nowhere anyway. I, it's kind of something that we both just went, yeah. I think that's, I think a lot of times that's the case though, right? I mean, it's kind of. I think, yeah. I think if you're being honest, right, right? right. And, you know, I'm not, look, if you've been through a divorce, I'm not criticizing how you went through it. You got, everybody handles things their own way. But I think if you're being honest, the fact that it's that time shouldn't be a surprise. Like right. it, you would have to be so out of touch with what's going on in your relationship that you almost deserve a divorce mm-hmm. if you don't know that it's, it's getting to the point where that might be the answer. Right. Yeah. So still doesn't make it easy though. It, it doesn't. It right. doesn't. At the, so we had the conversation. It was a very good conversation. Um, everything's fine. We are, we're going to continue to live together. Um, I don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to do the paperwork now, we're going to do the paperwork after the house sells. Um, I don't know. We are going to sell this house. I am not going to stay in this house, which means I am going to lose my shop, uh, which is going to suck, but my company stepped up and they're giving me shop space in the new building. Which is awesome. That's great. So I will have a dedicated shop in a commercial building, which is kind of cool. I mean, most yeah, people- right. Most people would die to have that, yeah. and they're just giving it to me. <laughs> Basically, because it's it's a gigantic building, they are not going to be anywhere near filling it for years. So it'll help me get on my feet while I try to get this established. And it'll keep me in New York, which unfortunately, as much as they promised me I could work remotely, um, that's not going to be a thing for me. I have to stay in New York at least <clears throat> at least for the time being. Yeah. Who knows so, what the future holds, but right. yeah, I don't, I'm not, you know what, <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned, it's don't expect anything beyond tomorrow yeah, exactly. and even then, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that's the situation. So my wife and I are working on getting the house as pretty as possible. Once the crush from the holidays slows down and I can focus on not making things for clients for the holidays, then uh, we're going to really focus on getting this house into a condition that would make it super attractive to sell, try to get as much money out of it as possible because we have a lot of equity in this house already. That's great. And selling it, selling this house with the amount of equity that we have, plus what the house is currently worth, mm-hmm. we stand to both make a lot of money selling this house. Right. 
Um, unfortunately, I don't make enough to afford the mortgage without her here. Yeah, I mean, just she's lucky enough, and you know, I don't think I'm not speaking out of school. I've said this before. She's lucky enough; she could stay here if she wants, but she doesn't want to stay here. I want to stay here, but I can't. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest freaking flip ever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna figure that out. I'm gonna move my stuff out of my shop downstairs and into the shop in the new building, which is kind of cool because, like I said, I'll have a commercial space, which is I can I can have clients right come right. to the shop. Like you I have almost have, like a showroom, right? I mean, I I probably will have enough space there. Plus, there's a regular UPS pickup there. Oh, beautiful, right? Yeah, there's a post office like five minutes away. Like everything is super convenient. And I'm assuming I'll have after hours access and the weekends, no one's in the building except me. So it's going to work out. I'm not mad. Um, I'm a little sad, but uh, if it, if it had to happen, I'm happy that it's happening this way. Exactly. I mean, I'm happy that we're not killing each other over this. No. And I, I, so I'll just say a couple of things. I mean, obviously I knew a little bit more in advance than, than, than tonight, but, um, but you know, I from what everything you've told me, it, this is going the way, the best way it could possibly go, right? And and I I think uh, from my own experiences, I mean, I haven't been divorced, but I am dating someone who's who's divorced with a kid. Um, I've seen it, you know, lots of obviously lots of family and friends um, that have gone through it and stuff like that, and it can be really really messy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a sad thing when that happens because, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I believe that there's a reason people loved each other at one point and to, to throw that away, you know, because of divorce is a sad thing when people can gracefully, and it's not going to be easy, but gracefully kind of go their mm-hmm. separate ways. To me, that's a beautiful thing. And it sounds, it sounds and seems like that's what you guys are, are, oh, are facing. And, and it, to me, that makes you know, selfishly, that makes me really happy because no, because, because I care about you and I care about, you know, I care about Beth too. Like I care about both you guys. And so it's, it's nice to know that it's going that way. And, and it makes a big difference. I mean, it makes everything easier and mm-hmm. it makes your next transition, your, you know, your next stage in life that much easier when, when you can do it this way. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that it's going that way. And at the same time, I, uh, you know, I, I, I know that it's going to be hard and uh, I feel for you guys and, you know, and as as you know, I'm here, and I think everyone's here for you. So, yeah, I think I think we're in I think we're in a good spot. Um, we actually, it's funny because we had like um we had my nephew's bar mitzvah mm-hmm. over the weekend, and we just went, and it was just me and her. Her family, she told her family in advance. Mm-hmm. One of her cousins didn't know. She told her while we were there, and it was just like okay, cool. And I told her, right. I said, I'm not going to ruin the holidays. I'm yep. not going to ruin the bar mitzvah. You tell whoever you want. I don't care who you tell. I already told my family, my sister and my mother, which is my family, literally, Mm -hmm. that's all I have as far as family goes, my sister and my mother. I said, they already know. So whatever you decide to do is fine with me. Right. Right. I'll take your, follow your lead, right? Yep. If you want to go after the holidays, then after the holidays, I will not ruin the bar mitzvah. I will not make this about us. I will not make this my swan song, my going away, my grand exit. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing any of that. I'm going to treat it like every other family function I've ever been to. I'm going to go with a smile on my face and pretend that everything's fine. And I think, you know, I know she's going to be listening to this, but I think that made a big difference Mm -hmm. in how we approached the whole thing. Yeah. 
because I didn't say I'm leaving tomorrow. Right. Screw you. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think that what I've seen, you know, and we we've talked about this a lot. One of the things that we've seen with divorces, a lot of divorces are people just slinging crap at each other and just getting nasty with each other. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Like, I really don't. I think we stand to benefit a lot more if we don't do that. Cool. Can, I mean, and, and again, I don't want to make this about me, but can I just, I'll just give a really quick example, right? Sure. So our situation is, is unique. So, um, so, uh, Bettina and her husband are divorced and they have a daughter cat. Um, and, and, but they, I mean, listen, I'm sure there wasn't, it wasn't always, you know, rose petals and whatever, but they were always adults about it. They were always supportive of each other and they're still super supportive of each other. And come, so all that's to be said is that this past Thanksgiving, right? We all know that, you know, COVID and all that, you, you kind of have your family unit, right? And we had family, we had Thanksgiving together, me, Bettina, Kat, and her ex-husband. And it was, it was wonderful. It was delightful. But, but that only worked because they're, you know, they, they respected each other and they've, you know, still, you know, they still love each other. There's a, there's a love there. It's a different kind of love, but it's a love there. And so it can't like, it makes a huge difference when you can kind of accept that and you don't throw to your point, throw, you know, throw rocks or whatever. Right. Um, I don't need, I don't need. And and that that's what it is like. I don't need to destroy her. Right. Exactly. Like, right. I don't. I don't hate her. I'm not. I'm barely mad at her. Right. Well, no, <laughs> the reason you were married at one point, right? Right. 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 Yeah. You know, and then and that doesn't just fade away. I mean, you you know, right. just because you realize that being married isn't the right answer mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to become mortal enemies because right. there's some societal pressure to do it. And 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 I like I, I I mean I I love Bettina more because she can still have that. Like, I respect that. Right. Like I would, I would have a harder time if she was horrible to him. Right. I mean, right. Do, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, I don't know if that, that makes be, sense, but that like would be a red flag, like no right. other red flag, my friend. Right. So like, I, like, I mean, doesn't mean it's always easy, but yeah, like that's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a nice thing. So I don't know. Man. Yeah. So we are, we are going through the process. We're working on things right now. Everything's kind of, we know it's coming. We're okay with it. Um, I'm figuring out I we're going to talk about this in a little bit too but I've had so much to do as far as holiday orders mm-hmm. I haven't had a second right, to think about it. So it's like this is like that low pitched hum in the back of your head that's yeah. always going on and you're you're aware you're tangentially aware of it but you're not actively aware of it. So I'm sure this is going to hit me at some point. Um the fact that I'm I'm not going to be able to leave New York like I wanted to mm-hmm. um that's going to hit me at some point. Um Basically, everything that I had or thought I had planned was taken away from me, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, then we re- then we shift. Right. What What's next then? Yeah. How do we how How do we pivot? Right. We have because you have to pivot. Right. You, you everything everything that's worth doing, everything that's worth doing is worth pivoting toward. And for me, what it's going to mean for me is like, you know, I I don't want to bring up Jason Stapleton, but it's very relevant here. (laughs) One of the reasons that I am stuck in New York is because I don't control the source of my income. And I talk about this all the time. But the reality of the situation is if I controlled the source of my income, I could just go, all right, this didn't work. I'm leaving. I'm going where I want to go. You know, but instead what it means is not only am I not leaving, but I have to do the best I can 
while I'm still here. Right. So if I'm going to grind away until I can leave, then that's what I'm going to do. But I'll be damned if I'm just going to take this and go, well, this is my situation for the rest of my life. No, this is my situation until I put in enough effort that I can get into the situation I want to be in. Right. Well, and, and, and it's, what is this, what is this situation provide you the ability to do now? Right. So mm-hmm. it can't, you know, it, it does every, every change comes with new opportunities mm-hmm. and it also comes with challenges, all of those things, but it also comes with new opportunities. And so, you know, what, what, what is it going to provide you to be able to accomplish or, or go after or change that you, you know, what is it going to mean to have a have a, a separate space that's not right. in my house? Right. Yeah. Like right. that's if you think about it, right? That's a that's a big change yeah. in how I operate because totally. there's not going to be any more, you know, nine o'clock at night, ten o'clock at night, eleven o'clock at night, putting a coat of poly on something. It's just not going to happen. Right. Right. So now I have to be more, you know, to use Morley's word, which has become one of my favorite words. Now I have to become more intentional when I'm in the shop. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. You're. Um, it's. It's. But at the same time, I bet you'll be more. I mean. I think I, I would I be, right? I, I think I will be. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it's so easy for me to to take, you know, go upstairs to have lunch and sit down and then I'm, you know, two hours into a Netflix, stupid Netflix show, right? Versus if I'm at the, if I'm at a shop, my shop and I'm working, you know, you have like, you take 15 minutes, you have a sandwich and you keep working, right? So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a bad habit on some weekends where I'm not as busy as others where, you know, I'll take a break because my back, ever since surgery, my back just won't allow me mm-hmm. to be down in the shop standing up all day. So I'll take breaks. And when I take those breaks, you know, I'll sit up, I'll go upstairs and I'll watch YouTube or whatever. And there are times where it's like, okay, one more video, then I'm going back downstairs. And like two hours later, I'm like, oh my God, I just wasted away two, two hours. Well, that, that happened to me last year with uh, like, I had a bunch of vacation at the end of the year. And it was after her, you know, holiday orders and presents and all that so i had the uh, i think the whole week of uh christmas off and i was so unproductive like mm-hmm. i don't know what it, it was because i had too much time right i yeah. so i got up i got up later than i usually did i you know ate breakfast watching a show which i don't usually do and then that turned into you know it by the time i got started it was like 11 o'clock and, and you know it's like i just wasted three days of vacation of productiveness just because I was lazy, you know? Yeah. It's really, it's really funny how we, as makers, we, we are very, we're very easily just distracted into not doing things Mm -hmm. and then very hard on ourselves. Right, 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 right. Like so mad at yourself. Right. Even yesterday. So, you know, ever since my surgery, I've had occasional, when I have a bout of acid reflux, it's not like a normal person's bout of acid reflux. It's torture, right? Like literal torture. And if you don't have really bad acid reflux, you won't appreciate this. If you do, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. But when you have really bad acid reflux, your your throat starts producing a lot of phlegm to protect your the lining of your throat from the stomach acid. Mm-hmm. Well, I had the acid reflux Sunday night to end all acid reflux. And unfortunately, the phlegm just would not stop. And I was up literally all night i I was up i went to bed at 11 i was up at quarter after 12 i was up from quarter after 12 till about four i fell asleep at four for about an hour and a half and woke up coughing again to the point where i just could not stop and it just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and coming i i literally two hours of it and when i woke up after my tiny 
So I basically took the day off and I was so exhausted. Like I could barely sit upright on the couch and I felt awful, not because I was tired, but because I was home, which I took the day off from work, which I never do, but I took the day off from work and I'm sitting there like, I need to be doing something. No, you need to be resting. It's okay. It's right. okay. You right. can rest. You need to rest. You can't just keep going, 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 going. And I was hard on myself about it. And I felt guilty yep. because it's like, I can't be working today and I have things to do. Yes, but you can't work tomorrow if you don't rest today. Right. Yep. You exactly. Know, right. It's, it's the rest for two hours to get six hours of work versus. Right. Right having yeah. four hours of unpro- or, or eight hours of unproductive work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely feeling better today, which is why we're recording on a Tuesday, which is really funny because we say like we don't do that, but I think in the last couple I know. of months, we have not had a normal routine. Yeah. Lately. Our routine, our routine is way out of, I think we need a divorce, Ethan. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a nasty one. So <laughs> this one, well, who gets, who gets custody? custody. Of the That's well, that'll be clearly you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so speaking speaking of podcasts yeah speaking of podcasts you actually had a hell of an appearance on another oh, podcast yeah I, it, it was yeah it was a great time so uh yeah so i was uh last week um the it's a new podcast i think there are seven episodes deep but i think there are three weeks in so they were they kind of did a bunch and dropped them you know dropped three i think at the beginning and three the next week um so i was on the seventh episode of the maker life um podcast which is uh which is run by three of my good friends um uh it's brad from project build stuff um steven from the wood pastor and chris from cunning uh cunningham woodworks uh they just started their podcast the maker life and chris um was on vacation with his family which is super selfish um what a jerk yeah what a jerk so uh so and and you know, I, I've talked about them. They, you know, uh, Stephen had let me know that they were making a podcast and stuff like that. I was like, if you ever want me on, like, I'm happy to come on. Um, and yeah, so last minute they, they reached out and they had me on as, I don't think I was a guest. I think I was a guest co-host. You were a co-host. Yeah. I was a guest and co-host. by the way, guys, I mean, I know you guys don't know me as well, but I know Chris knows me reasonably well. What the hell? What yeah. The hell? Right. You ask Ethan, you ask the, you ask rookie Ethan. Over I know. Right? <laughs> It's my you in. It's my in with Stephen and and Brad. The, don't blame Chris, but that's why. Yeah, I, yeah, well, apparently, based on what I heard, Chris has no say in the production. <laughs> that's that's what's so funny. The whole the whole shtick the whole time was uh did uh did they fire Chris and bring me on as a as a host? Uh, which I gotta is, say, yeah. I hadn't listened. I hadn't listened to it. Yeah. I knew I was again tangentially aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to it because you were on it, and I'm I'm subscribed now. Yeah, no, you know, I uh, it's, a, it's a pretty. F- it was very funny. It yeah, was really entertaining. All of them are really funny guys. Well, I don't know about Chris because he wasn't there, but I have I, I've I met and hung out with Chris uh, at Workbench Con and stuff like that. He's a great guy. But um, I I know Brad and uh, Stephen really well, and both of them, yeah, they're both hilarious. And uh, you know, Stephen and I had been talking about podcasts for a long, long time, um, and and I think it was just. The, it needed the right, you know, it needed the right combination to, to happen. And I think this is the right combination for them. I really, oh, yeah. I really, really do. Um, what was that show considering they're only, you know, I, I get, I'm really aware mm-hmm. of things like the flow of a show and the flow of a conversation mm-hmm. and everything. 
And it was really, really cool to hear like on on the seventh episode. Right. Yeah. And it was that good already. I was like, these guys are going to just, they're going to crush it. I think they're going to crush it. I, I, I genuinely do. Um, I thought, you I know. And, they don't crush it bigger than we do because that would be yeah. really embarrassing. No, like, yeah, this yeah. Is no, you listen to our episode. podcast and then if you've got time, you listen to theirs. That's exactly. Don't go listen to them first. <laughs> listen to them, but make sure you grab our episodes first. Although if we're on auto download, I don't really care if you listen. Yeah, to there you go. Right, there you go. Download it so I can show the sponsors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> no, but, so I think Brad is kind of the... I, I would say he's kind of the host, like the main host, right? He kind of mm-hmm. kicks it off. And I was, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was all, but I was impressed by his, like he's, he's very, uh, for someone who's never done a podcast, he's very good at kind of hosting and carrying the conversation, carrying the, uh, changing topics and that kind of stuff. So yeah, that was, it was, it was a really, really fun, um, yeah, it was a little, you know, I was definitely caught off guard. It was a little last minute. So not my best performance, but it was a super, super fun uh, conversation. So you gave a really nice explanation of this show, which I really appreciated. And the fact that they gave you a little bit of room to do it. I really yeah, appreciate right. that, too. So hopefully we picked up if you're listening because you heard Ethan on there. Thank you for listening. And we hope you stick around for a couple more episodes. Not every episode is just Ethan and I just. Just so you know, if you're yeah, turned if you're off new. by the two of us, just keep listening. We'll eventually have another guest. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, it was, it was. It's so funny though, because I always forget to. to I, I don't forget to name and talk about the fact that we have a podcast. I'm really bad at remembering to say the name of it, and so I'm also really, really happy when someone like Brad, you know, so, like when they're tuned in enough to be like. And what is the name of that podcast, Ethan? Because <laughs> I'm I so bad about that. I'm so I don't know what it is. It's such like a weird like whatever. You know what it is? It's it's the same with everything else. Like in your head, you know the podcast right, is because right. we make. So you mm-hmm. don't think of the podcast by name. You just think of your show, the show that you're a co-host of. So well, I, it was like I remember uh, when um, uh, blank on their podcast name, Maker Experiment, Trevor. Um, mm-hmm. What's their uh, shoot? Whatever. Um, they uh, did the live podcast. Maker Vision. Yes, thank you. Maker Vision. I can't. By the way, my recall lately sucks. That's oh. not an insult to the folks. Fo- I know. Mark- I'm sorry, guys. And, uh, and oh God, see? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when they did, they did the Trevor, li- live podcast. What? No, I couldn't. I couldn't remember Trevor's name. It's like I know. these are friends of mine. I know, Why can't I remember going. anyone's name all of a sudden? But when they did the live uh, live episode from WorkbenchCon, um, and I. And I was there and I introduced myself and they were like, what are you doing? Robert? Thank God for Alan of AC Nailed It. Shout out to AC Nailed It. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, you also have a podcast. And I'm like, oh, yes, I do. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm just so bad about it. I don't know what it is. It's, I'm horrible. I'm the, wor- I'm the worst co-host ever. But. but in fairness, but in fairness, that's the job of someone that has you on as a guest to make sure that all the stuff that you want to plug yes. gets mentioned, gets that's dealt with, because that's, that's what a host is supposed to do. They're hard. supposed to lead you to say those things you're not supposed to have to bring anything up yeah so no, that's, that's a really good point yeah but and, yeah just to close the loop on that it was a really fun conversation um it was it's it's fun because they're both they're both i think much bigger on instagram than youtube uh-huh. um so it, it was fun to which is same with me um so it, it was fun to like kind of talk about uh we talked about kind of youtube and stuff like that it was fun to talk about that with people that aren't huge on YouTube. You know, isn't it great like to talk to other content creators that are really in your space, right. but not just in the digital space, but in 
Instagram. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can't have a great conversation about you. I mean, I can have a conversation about YouTube, mm-hmm. but not as informed a conversation. I can have a great conversation about Instagram with anyone because right. I've learned a ton about yeah. Instagram. Right. And even though they change it constantly, we all figure that stuff out relatively quickly. Well, and we're but, living it every day. I think that's the other thing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, you're living it every day. It's not something that is just something you do when oh, I'm in the mood to make a YouTube video. Maybe I'll make a YouTube video. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that was it. Was really good. It was fun. It was fun hearing you on another show. It was fun hearing. It was fun hearing you talk to people who are relatively new to me, which was kind of cool too. So yeah, they're all and they're, like you said, Vince, it's a very they're a very funny crew. You know, very uh, sarcastic and and kind of jabby in the in like a really nice way. So uh, yeah, I, it was it was super fun. I hope I hope to be back on there at some point. Again, I think it was it was a really fun conversation. So shout out you know to those I'm, guys. You know what I'm really enjoying? Like as we as we're recording our 78th episode. I can't believe that, man. It's crazy. I'm really enjoying seeing all of our friends popping up with podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I feel like they're just sprouting up. Like everybody's just like, yeah, I think everyone has a podcast. And I, I, that's the joke, right? They but, really you just, but in our space, really a year ago, no, everyone didn't. Yeah. Well, and and you know what it is? I think even even if they did, it's it's take it, podcasts. <clears throat> I think are going to a next level. Like people are taking it much more seriously, and not in like a seriously serious kind of not fun way, but like in a way of you know if we're gonna do this, let's do this right, right? And and some are very kind of like formal, and here's x y and z and others are like kind of like ours which are kind of free-for-alls but but we still have that kind of professionalism or whatever and it's it's fun to see that because i think like like everything that we do it's uh it's not the tide rises that's not the right uh metaphor it's but it's we look around and um you know no one wants to be a bad podcast right like yeah compared to everyone else so we all we do kind of all make each other want to be better and well, it's like when, yeah. when somebody tells me when somebody tells me that when somebody tells me that hey i really love the way your podcast sounds it sounds like you know like a like a real radio show i get so excited like i'm like yes thank you that's what i'm going for i'm not going to be a, i'm not trying to be a good podcast i'm trying to be a good radio show right. like i want you to i want you to go if this had commercial breaks this could be on talk radio right like that's what i want i want the impression to be you know one of the things that one of the little things right but you start i'm starting to see it in other podcasts it's um something called hitting the post and if you're not in radio you don't have any idea what hitting the post is but hitting the post is all right. So in radio, they start playing a song, right? And the DJ is talking while the song starts mm-hmm, playing, mm-hmm. and they're talking, 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 and they stop talking. They right finish the their lyrics. Going. Boom! The lyrics start. Yep. That's yep. called hitting the post, and it takes a lot of practice. It takes a lot of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously, in a podcast, if you're not doing your your music live, you know, hitting the post is not something you really get to do, right? But I want to make it sound like we do. That's why. If you ever notice a lot of podcasts, one of the mistakes that a lot of podcast guys make, and if you make this mistake, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you that it's something you could do better. Mm-hmm. The best way to intro to start a podcast isn't to have the, the theme music play and then stop and then start talking. Right. I have the it. Theme, you should I flow. It should flow into each other. And then the theme music should start playing as you're talking at the end. Why? Because it's less jarring for the listener. That's why. And what I hear a lot of podcasts do is they cut it, they drop the intro track, 
then it's like dead silence for like a millisecond and then they start talking. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no one's no one's judging you, right? But I'm just telling you that if you want your podcast to sound more professional, that's an easy thing you can do. Duck your audio a little bit so that it's fading as you start your introduction. And then at the end, duck it a little so that it's building as you're closing your show. And especially if you're doing it in post, there's no reason not to do this. Right. None. None, none, none. You're just being lazy. So fix that. It's easy <laughs> to fix. It is. And it when you hear it, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And once somebody points it out to you, you it's like when it's like when you have your monitor and somebody comes up and goes, Wow, you got a dead pixel, and you go, No, why did you point that out to me? <laughs> right, exactly. Now I, now I can only see that's all I can see. Right. So but yeah, that's the kind of thing that you know you you if you want to make your stuff sound like a professional podcast, it's an easy thing to do, like a very easy thing to do. Another thing is to use some kind of compression gate on your on your podcast. Just use it. To, to use a compress use compression, use a limiter, use a vocal expander if your if your audio is not equal, if you're not talking into the same mic or both recording locally. All these little things this is the kind of stuff that you start picking up on when you start looking to your left and your right. And you're like, Oh, these guys are all doing that. Like I got to up my game. And you know, I'm saying it in podcasts because that's my main form of digital media, but people do it YouTube all the time. You know, how many times have you heard someone talk about, Oh, I love that transition or I love that really cool shot. And especially with Paul Jackman, the multiple Jackmans in his video, like how many times, you know, people tried to do that as effectively as he'd done it. He, did it (laughs) and yeah i'm not living in the midwest yet and i'm already speaking like limb um no but it's it's just you look to your left and you look to your right and you're like okay this is the crowd i'm moving and i have to keep up right and 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 yeah that's what content creation is it's sometimes it is just a game of keeping up with the joneses ain't nothing you can do about it well and i mean honestly it's 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 not it's a lot it's so much easier these days it really is Mm -hmm. Um, it really is and Listen, I'm not saying that we all have tons of money to spend on equipment and stuff like that, but you can like you can get a good a good microphone now a day. If you're already editing price. if you're already editing your podcast, right. Most of the stuff I talked about is just in your editing process. Yeah, it's not even exactly quite right. You're already editing it. You're already at least editing, you're chopping off the beginning and the end. Right. Okay, duck your music in, yep. duck it out. Yep. And now all of a sudden, you sound like a completely different podcast. Well, and you can and do I, that with with free software. I mean, you can. Yeah, I mean, but again, if you're if you're editing it already, you have the software. Just use it differently. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a YouTube video. I know you know YouTube videos. You see a lot of people. I know there's a there's a debate over whether this is the right format, but I'm just telling you that as a viewer of YouTube, I actually prefer this format where quick intro title card start whereas a lot of people just throw the title card up and then start talking Mm -hmm. i really like the intro like the way bob i think the way bob does it is absolutely the best way to do a video yep you know hi i'm bob from i like to make stuff and today we're gonna make you know a snapple coaster right and then and then boom get right into it i don't know if you realize that in my last couple videos that's exactly what i've started to try to do maybe it's a little bit longer than that but like to give a give a really quick short snippet of like the storyline and then do like a kind of a you know a best of part you know 
like three clips and then get into it, right? Much better. It's and, a much better way to do it. Absolutely. And I, and I've enjoyed it more. And I think, I think people, the retention has been better too. So yeah, yeah. because people, people know what to expect. Right. Well, it's, it's, it, it's the telling them what they, what they're going to see, but not belaboring it. Right. It's, it's, here's what you're going to see. Let's get to it. Yep, right. Let's do it. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it a lot. I think that's the right way to do a video. I mean, I'm not telling people, look, I'm not, again, I'm not an expert on YouTube. I'm just telling you as a viewer, I like that a lot. Right. Well, there I have been a lot of there's videos times where when there's, there's reasons to do different things, but as sure. a general rule, I agree. Yeah. A lot of videos I'll start watching and I'll be like, oh, that's where we're going. Yeah. I'm not into this. Right. right. You know, and I get annoyed because like, I didn't know what was coming. Yeah. You know, your, your thumbnail is, you know, or it goes on too long. You're t- you, you explain the entire project. There's one YouTuber. You who's very, right. There's one YouTuber who's very prominent, whose video ends with four minutes of blather every week. And it's just like, I love the videos and I swear I get to about 90 seconds where I'm like, how much more does this have to go? <laughs> oh my God. Another three minutes. Yep. Done with this video for today. And it's really funny because Beth and I will be sitting in the living room watching and she'll be like, and she knows it's coming too. And she'll go, and I can almost see her smiling at the end of the video. When I look over to her and I just hit the remote and she's already laughing because she knows what, what's right. happening. It's the same thing week after week after week. That's but. So funny. All right. We are going to take a quick break. I don't know if we have sponsors this week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If we do, you'll hear them. If not, you're going to hear us again very soon. But either way, we will be right back. And we're back. Just as promised, we are back. The halftime show was particularly short. My pregnant co-host took care of it. <laughs> it's a running joke. It's a running joke that Ethan is um, has a bird bladder. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, it happens. So It happens with age to all of us, man. I know, exactly. I know. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So. Did you know you have to, as a man, and I didn't know this, and guys in the audience, since we're just coming out of November, I mean, I didn't know this until this year, but did you know you're supposed to start having your prostate checked at 40? I thought it was 50. No? So did I. Ooh. All right. No. It's 40. Well, I've got, what, how old? i got three years now, so. I, I was four years late for my first one. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that was interesting. I didn't know that. I wonder how many men out there actually do think it's 50, though. I, I feel like it was. It must have changed. It had to have. Yeah. And I, yeah. Either that or maybe it's maybe it's like 40 if you have prior instances uh, of cancer. Or, or it runs in your family or something. Yeah, I mean yeah, maybe, you know. It, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just I have to I have to keep in mind that I'm not a typical patient anymore. You know, I'm true. No, you know, but you know, a, what, but a like, experiment. <laughs> I, it, you know, I'm I'm saying this as a guy that hasn't had it done, but you know, my dad, my dad had it, so you know it's Again, don't be stupid. Just get it. Get, get yeah, it's. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, and 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 you know, just again, since we're coming out of November, I figure it's appropriate to talk about this a little bit. But listen, seriously, it's not a big deal. Right. Way it takes it. two yeah. seconds, yeah. and the peace of mind you get from it mm-hmm. is totally worth it. Yeah. Just, just get it done. Just, yeah. just don't be stupid. It really isn't a big freaking deal. I was, you know, obviously, you know, he tells you, hey, so we're going to do this today, and you're like, oh man, come right. on, right. It's really not a big deal. Yeah. I, I promise. One of the things that we discussed that I wanted to talk about, and you know, I was on, you know, because I'm in one of Jason Stapleton's private client groups, and one of the things that I was talking about with a couple of people today was 
last year at this time, which by the way, it's as this drops, it will be the 16th. That was the day I landed in LA last year. Is that right? Oh my God. I swear to you, that was a year ago. <laughs> that was a year. Like in some ways it feels like yesterday in the same ways it feels like. Right. Like, eh. yeah, I mean, at least nothing happened in the intervening year. So yeah, it's like, there's no pandemic or no, it's like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> but, um, one of the things that we were talking about today was I, I was sitting there, you know, cause I, I mentioned earlier, you know, the going through the divorce and dealing with the, the feelings of, oh man, I can't do what I want to do because I don't control the source of my income. And I, I hate that it sounds like a cliche, but I really, it really has become something that's on the forefront of my mind. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, and the reason you don't is because you haven't pushed hard enough and you're not working hard enough and you're not making enough money and you're not pushing, 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 pushing. And it, it started to hit me. I was like, why are you being so hard on yourself? Right. You didn't have any Christmas orders last year, which is how you were able to go to LA. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. I was able to go to LA from the 16th through the 19th, four days, one week prior to Christmas. And it did not affect my business in any meaningful way. To tell you that if I did that this year, all hell would be breaking loose right now. Right. And I realized today as I was talking about it with the people in the group, it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe being big isn't this year's goal, but maybe growth is mm -hmm. to the point where, oh, people were turning to me for Christmas gifts rather than, you know, oh, I got nothing to do. I'm just going to go to L.A. for four days. Yeah. Well, and it, it, felt, it felt really good, actually. After I, yeah. And the just the, the overall thing is to shift your perspective, right? Mm -hmm. If your perspective is I want to be big now, yeah, you're going to be sad if you're not, right? Mm -hmm. But if your perspective is I want to be bigger than I was last year, well, your chances are if you're doing any kind of work, you probably are. <laughs> well, and, and, and also be careful what you wish for. Like, I mean that in a good way. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, understand that that like what you're wanting might come with challenges as well right mm -hmm. like what you what you're striving to be doesn't mean that it's going to be uh a, a cakewalk right or a walk in the park right yep 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 and and one of the ways i realized that this okay so i'm going to just tell you a funny story so and everyone listening to this is going to understand why this is a funny story but so today i was packaging up the stuff that i had to ship mm -hmm. and i'm like oh crap why did i say oh crap <clears throat> I was short boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had more orders. Than, now, you guys, you know how I feel about boxes right. and how important it is to put the right image out. So I had to make a decision today. It was reuse an Amazon box or ship something in a couple of days when I could get replacement boxes that would fit this cutting board. What? How do you think it went? It went in an Amazon box. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I actually messaged a client and I'm like, look, I'm really, really sorry. I, you know, I don't do this. I don't operate this way. Mm -hmm. However... It was a decision between getting it out and into onto a UPS truck today, or not. And I, I, I figure you'd rather have it on. Yeah, time. and and he actually said, "Yeah, I don't care." Yeah, and I don't think anyone's going to care. But but you know what? The I, I, sorry to interrupt, but I no, go say this is that um, I think that just the acknowledgement that you care, mm -hmm. like whether that person actually cares or subconsciously, you know whatever it's it's it, it just shows that you are passionate about what you do right, right. so in a, in a way you reaching out is the same kind of way that them getting the proper quote unquote proper box 
whatever. Yeah. The same reaction, right? Same reaction. Right. He didn't just get the box and go, what are you doing? Right. You know, he's getting the box, but he's like, oh, okay. I know why I'm getting this box. And I know that the other order I made at the same time, I'm getting a normal plain brown box with a proper shipping label on it and proper packing tape. You know, it's, it's funny because you really do start realizing that I can handle a lot of orders, Mm -hmm. but Sometimes even when you prepare really well, I mean, granted, I was one box short. And the reason I was one box is because that board order came in at the literal last mm-hmm. possible minute over the weekend. Uh, I get it. And I, I'm proud of myself for having enough supplies that I haven't I haven't had to order brown paper, bubble wrap, twine, mm-hmm. uh, anything. The only thing I actually fell a little bit short of was my uh, wood bomb that I put in every order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, luckily, my boards were still drying. And by the time they were dry, my order of wood bomb arrived from our my good friend Ben at Make for Life Workshop. And I'm not saying Ben Neiman. See, I could say your last name, but um, yeah, he's he's he got me another 20 cans, so I am well stocked into the into next year for my cutting boards. Because I got to tell you, you know, I get when I sell a cutting board, they get care instructions, they get wood bomb, and then they get the board that's really really wrapped. And what? Okay, so another thing, right? I didn't realize this was a thing until it started happening. It must just be the cold weather, right? Um, I was I always wrap my boards in bubble wrap. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I wrap them. And one of my customers got one of their pieces from me, and there were the bubbles had stuck oh, to that to the wood. Yeah, and it could just be because the finish hadn't fully cured, or the yeah, I was going to say, is it were they actually stuck, or were they kind of just like in- so they left an impression? Okay, yeah, yeah. So what I told her to do is I told her to get some triple lot steel wool mm-hmm. and exactly. give it yeah. give it a quick brush down. That'll probably get rid of it. And I haven't heard back, so I'm thinking that that solved the problem. But now what I'm doing, every board that goes out now gets wrapped in brown paper and yeah. then wrapped yeah. in bubble wrap. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Because they don't want the bubble wrap touching the board directly. Right. And again, these are things that, you know, all right, yeah, you – now go, of course, you don't want plastic touching wood with its finished, especially if the finish, you know, I try to give it a couple of days to cure. It's amazing. After I, I mean, even if it's dry to the touch, it's, 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 it's still going to wick oil. And I always tell my customers, it's like, sometimes when you get a board from me, just take a soft paper towel yeah. and just give it a buff. Right. And that's the last time you'll ever have to do it. Yeah. Um, some, you know, I finish with oil and wax and that's just going to wick. It's going to wick for a while. It might wick. While it's sitting on your countertop, it might start wicking again. Mm-hmm. Eventually, it'll stop, but it's you know it's just a thing. It's well, a thing. If it stops, you're going to want to add more. <laughs> yeah, if it stops, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> it might be drying out if it stops, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I really do. I really do feel like though that this has been a real big learning experience for me because it also taught me how quickly I can produce, right? Which was kind of cool. Like it's been a cool learning experience. Like. Oh man, like I am just, I got the guys at the UPS store, they know me now. Right. Because I've been in there so much dropping stuff off. And it's like, wow, you know, this is, this is really neat. This is really neat. Like I've, I've done enough now where that's become a part of my routine, like going to the UPS store to drop stuff off and just get it out, get it out, get it onto the truck and get rid of it, you know? Well, it's, it's funny because, uh, so I'm using Pirate Ship and mm-hmm. shipping from, you know, from home. And, mm-hmm. uh, my, so our mailman is awesome. He's, He's phenomenal. And I can't remember why, but for somehow, for some reason, like, uh, he, 
I think he used to work up in Gloucester. So Gloucester is like where my corporate office is for my mm-hmm. job job. And it's like, it's, you know, it's an hour with no traffic, but it's an hour and a half with traffic. Uh, so it's pretty far away. So he knew that I worked that far away. And I kind of forgot that he knew that or whatever. But anyways, I was going down the other day. I was putting something in the mailbox, putting up the flag. And he was coming down. He's like, are you still like working in Gloucester? Because like you you have a lot more thi- like you're mailing a lot of things lately. And I was like, that actually makes me feel really good. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not quitting my day job because the amount of stuff I'm shipping is not, you know, but but it, it was an acknowledgement that that I, I'm shipping things enough that the mailman knows notices yeah. that I'm shipping things more. So that's that's really nice. My carrier, my carrier actually calls me Mr. Pack. She used to call me Mr. Package because <laughs> during COVID, I wasn't going to the post office right. at all. Oh yeah, you know I'm not going to say during COVID like it's a thing of the past, but during the peak of COVID, which was like from April to the end of May, mm-hmm. you know I was I was basically just everything was getting shipped out of my house and everything was getting shipped from here, and I would just do a you know do it through either pirate ship or later I was doing it through Shippo where I would just set up a pickup and let him let him let her just come and take it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, it's, it's kind of cool when you start to go, oh, wow, I'm doing enough of this where I'm getting a reputation as doing this, you know, it's, yeah. it starts to make you feel a little bit legitimate. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <clears throat> but at the same time, the, and this is what we were talking about is like, it, it, it is crazy this time of year. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, and I, I said, it, I, my post last night, I, it's, it's amazing to me. I'm doing an, so many family gifts and <clears throat> not even so many family gifts, but like uh, more family gifts. Um, actually the same amount of family gifts. I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, but that combined with commission pieces, but combined with the fact that, uh, and we talked about this, Vincent, but usually I have until the 24th to get all my family gifts done. Right. Mm -hmm. This year I don't have that luxury because of COVID and all that stuff. So I have to ship, you know, I'm trying to ship things and it totally threw off my whole, kind of production and my you know uh whatever process to to get things done because usually i don't have to think about the shipping time right right and it's it has totally thrown my whole process off this year it really has and and it's also had me needing to think about prioritizing like what i ship first like so i need to get this family members things done first because I also want to ship this because they have kids. So I want to, I want to make sure that their kids get the, the kid gift as well as my handmade gift at the same, you know, in time for Christmas, you know, all those things. And it's, it's a weird thing that I never really thought about with COVID and that whole thing. Um, and it's totally changed my process. It's, it's weird. It's, it's fun. It's funny when you start, you know, you sit there and you go, I have this number of days. <laughs> right. All right. And it's like, okay. I really, I have all these days in front of me. Mm-hmm. All it takes for you to realize that that's not a lot of time is one thing that slows you down. Right. Where you go, oh no, I I don't have enough time. What do I do? Like the other day I was getting, cause I use um, on my boards before I shipped them out, I use Howard's butcher block conditioner. Mm-hmm. So they get a, they go into the bath, which is white mineral oil. They come out, I let them dry for like an hour or so. And then they get, three coats um, wiped on and then the third coat gets buffed off with a microfiber towel um, of the Howard's butcher block conditioner. And then when I sell, when I send them, I send them with the wood bomb because it's easier 
to send that for the customers than to try to me use that to buff the boards. Right. And I realized, oh no, I might not have enough butcher block conditioner. Right. Mm -hmm. So Friday I went to Home Depot to get the poplar to do the bottle cap map that I posted on Instagram earlier today. And they didn't have any more of the butcher block conditioner. I'm like, oh crap. Right. What am I supposed to do? Like I have half a bottle of it left and I have three boards I need to finish with it. Well, you know what I did? I made that last. Yeah, <laughs> was, make it work. You, you, but because I can't afford a delay of trying to find the stuff, so I did make it work. I have a, I have, I'd say about a ten, a ten percent of the bottle left, and now I ordered two more bottles from Amazon today because the Home Depot near me and the Ace near me did not have it. So it's like you know, and that's the other thing with COVID. You know, you think you're going to go to the store and get your supplies the way you need them. And you're going to go there and it's going to be like, not today, dude. We don't have that. It's like, oh, you better have a backup plan. And, well, that's the same thing with Amazon. Like it's, I've, I've mm -hmm. had the reverse, whereas a Amazon is like, uh, it won't be, you know, it won't, I can't, we can't guarantee delivery until January 2nd, you know, like, yeah. And yeah. so then I go to Lowe's and they actually have it, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bizarre time, but it's all, and it's also weird. It's just, it's a good thing. Right, because it means that we're ha we have orders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's also just like it's it's a head of stress that I don't think I ever really thought. Of. Can I breathe? Like that's all I want. Like, can I breathe? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can we just I, go I through this and be done? Well, and, and shout out to everyone. So th there's been a, a a bunch of makers, not a bunch, but like a handful of makers that have wanted exacto knives or or custom things or whatever and have completely been like listen no 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 you know no time pressure i like it, you know i understand it's the holiday season whenever you get to it get to it and it, it's it's funny because i almost want to then when they say I hate, that, put them i hate when people yeah i hate when people say that because that's almost my cue to say oh okay like i want them first now right like because <laughs> they're so understanding and so supportive yeah. but but that's again the nice thing about the maker community is that they people do understand that you know we're we are we we are juggling a ton of different things so mm -hmm. and we are you know one of the things that's making me one of the things that's making me really proud of watching because all right and and you know makers i've always said this my fellow makers <laughs> i i relate more to the makers that are making stuff to sell than the ones who are making stuff to make content or the ones that are making stuff just for the fun of making okay doesn't mean I don't respect you. It just means I don't relate to you the same way. I relate to people that are doing what I do. And one of the best parts of this whole holiday season has been watching all the logistical things that people are, are, are I won't say stumbling over because they're not stumbling. They're, they're adapting. But just watching how nimble all of us are in dealing with all the drama of getting products out for Christmas, because let's be honest. At a time when people are ordering more online, if you're if you're a shipping based business, it's tricky. Like you have a lot of moving parts that you have to account for. Like, okay, I sent two things out USPS that should have been there yesterday. They are still not anywhere in the system as of today. Right? I'm pretty confident they're gonna get where they're going before before Christmas. But at the same time, I'm only doing that based on faith right now. There are literally two Christmas gifts for people that are just – USPS is just like, yeah, these are going to arrive late. We don't know where they are. Right. 
Like that that's the information that they give you. They're they're moving I, in. Yeah, I, love, I love it. The in transit. Like yeah. They're moving through the system. They will they will arrive late, but they will but they are on they're on target to arrive at the destination. Well, what does that mean? That that's literally a nonsense sentence. Mm-hmm. But that's the logistical thing. So you know, right? If you're shipping stuff, even if you can get it done, you know you have a cutoff. Your cutoff is not your ability to get it done. Your cutoff is USPS's ability to drop it off, which is why a lot of the stuff I've been shipping, I know it's a little more expensive, but I also know that if I ship at UPS, I know if they say two days, it will be there in two days unless there's some major natural disaster. USPS will tell you up front, yeah, we're going to tell you it's two days, but we can't guarantee anything that we tell you. It's like, okay, well, then I guess I know what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> right. But watching people, watching people account for stuff and, you know, make their processes more efficient. I mean, God, watching Bruce bang out cutting boards. Yeah. Like, you know, just it's, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive that we as non, I think that might be It's an hour and five minutes in and Bruce was just mentioned. So (laughs) (laughs) it is cool though. It is cool watching people that are, you know, us home-based businesses who are adapting to things in a way that businesses used to get tripped up over. Now, we're just so good at this. Well, and we it don't makes, care, right? I think that's, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, you know, I don't give a damn if something gets there late during the year. It's a little late. So what? But if it's Christmas, you, you're going to, you might ruin Christmas. You might be the only gift that somebody got for somebody. The last thing you want is for it to get there late, you know? Well, I also find, so... I've had a couple things and I don't even like they weren't uh, Christmas presents, thankfully, because, well, and, and they ordered them, you know, Thursday of last week. So I, you know, I wouldn't have guaranteed that anyways. But I also think it's it's important to keep people informed and it doesn't take a lot of time. Like, so mm-hmm. someone ordered something from me and I was like, I have to order a special part, you know, for for this um whatever and that was last week and then the park got here yesterday and i and i uh messaged them and i said uh the the materials are here i will do my like i'm gonna try to get it done this week but it's dependent on my day job and but i i think i can get it done this weekend i just wanted to keep you informed and they were like thank you so much i totally understand whatever you know but it doesn't take a lot to send that message, right? It took me what five seconds to type that, mm-hmm. and it also it keeps them in the loop. No, you know, knowing that one, I haven't like they they've already paid me, right? Which is great. Um, so but they know that I'm not just stealing their money, right? Um, and it keeps them kind of in the loop, and I think that goes a long way for people. Is just knowing, not even they don't even care about when they're necessarily going to get it, but they want to know that it's like hasn't been forgotten right mm-hmm. so and I, really, I i readily admit that i had a recent i had a recent incident where i had promised that something was going to get there in time mm-hmm. but i wasn't the best at keeping the person who ordered it up to date mm-hmm. on the timing of it and all right fine you know i i assumed that my word that it was going to get there was good well, enough and well, that, right there's that probably that, not right it's probably not and it's something that now i'm way more conscious of and i'm like I'm I'm actually it's really funny because I'm looking through as we're talking I'm looking at Shippo right now and I could see I have 1 2 3 
four, five, six shipments with dates that are fuzzy at best. <laughs> it's like, right, right, right. And I've, I've told, look, there are people who ordered well outside of the normal delivery expectation. And it's like, listen, guys, I'm, I'm going to do my best to get this out. But, right. you know, I can only do so much. You know, one of them is literally arriving on the 23rd. It's like, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. <laughs> it, exactly. I mean, I think that's – but that's also part of it is we can't control it. We can control nope. when we get it shipped. We can't yep. control when it gets delivered. So, Yep. Especially now. Especially now. So, Yeah. I think it, it absolutely has gotten worse. So one of the things that actually are arriving – one of the things that actually are arriving – uh, this week, actually, for one of my customers, is a cutting board where the 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 guy who ordered it basically told me, "Look, I want one of your cutting boards, right? I really like your cutting boards, but here's the catch." And I'm like, I hate when people put catches on <laughs> here. Right? Catch, yeah. He's like, "Here's the catch. The catch is, I want a juice groove." Now, for okay, those of you yeah. that have been listening to this podcast for any <laughs> length of time, you know what a mf'er a juice groove actually is. <laughs> and I've never done one, by the way, so. I have agonized over this. I made the board. The board's been done for the board had been done for a couple of days, and I'm sitting there like, okay, I gotta make the juice groove on. How do I make a juice groove on this? How do I make a juice groove? And I know there's a lot of you that are really talented woodworkers that are sitting there going, just make the stupid jig and use your plunge router. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know. I also know that I've tried to do that on many an occasion and failed miserably every time. So you know, it just so happens. I don't know if you know this, Ethan, but I have a CNC. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. yeah I so forgot. I figured there had to be a way to do this, right? There has to be a way to do this. So I had, I bought a while ago a core box bit, which is, so the difference between, there's like bowl cutting bits that have a flat bottom, and then there's core box bits, which are basically bull noses. Actually, I think they actually at one point were called bull nose bits because that's what I remembered them being called. But they're just basically, um, well, a bull nose. And they put, a, they put an, um, a rounded groove. That's what they do. And I'm like, okay, the CNC can definitely do this. So how do I get this done in the software? I figured out the trick and I'm actually going to make a YouTube video after the holidays on how to do this because I couldn't find the information on how to do this. I'm sure somebody has it out there. I couldn't find it. So I figured it out and I basically drew the profile I wanted to cut, which was a rounded rectangle. And in the software, I said, okay, how big is, how big is the board I'm cutting this in? I placed it. I said, okay, I'm going to zero it on the center so that even if I'm a little bit off, it's at least going to be centered which it was, I put the core box bit in the router and I said, okay, I want this to go one eighth of an inch deep. So if I'm going to do that at 18,000 RPMs, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do one eighth of an inch. And just when you hear the number, you're going to go, Ooh, one eighth of an inch. I'm going to do five passes to go one eighth of an inch. deep. (laughs) I took such tiny bites around that it took eight minutes to do the juice groove but you know what came out flawless perfect like if i didn't i didn't have to sand it that's how smooth it was it's awesome it was absolutely the most perfect thing ever so the one thing that i i i was trying i i just got i overcomplicated it i'm like well i don't know what it's going to look like in software i can't look at the model and see it well okay you can't right but you can tell that the bit's going to cut a three quarter of if at full depth, 
it's going to cut three quarters of an inch, uh, a three quarters of an inch groove. Move the damn thing in off the edge enough so that it leaves enough for your three quarters of an inch groove plus a little bit extra and just look at it. If it looks right, that's what it's going to look like. Even if the model is only going to show you one straight line around the whole thing. If it looks straight. It looks straight. It is straight. (laughs) And I got to tell you, I, you know, I always joke about butt clench moments, but this was a major butt clench moment for me because I was like, this board is gorgeous. I have no more walnut. I have nearly no more purple heart. Mm -hmm. This has to work. (laughs) No option. No. Yeah. Failure is literally not an option. And I let it go. And eight minutes later, I could not help it. I got right on my stories and started screaming. I got a juice. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's one of those accomplishment moments for me that I feel like, you know, I do the same thing so often that like when I have a moment like that, it just feels so right so like right yeah it's just it this is a new thing and it worked on the first try and i had two of those moments this weekend and it just i know that you get in a groove where it's like i make this all the time it's not that big a deal but when you try something new and it just works you start to feel like oh i'm getting the hang of this now (laughs) right exactly so it was it was a good weekend in the shop it was a very good weekend in the shop for me Let's, uh, you want to move on to things of the week? Yeah, that's good. I screwed up. I screwed up. I actually, uh, stomped all over your thing of the week. No, no, it was actually, well, we put way more time to it than I, we probably would have. So that's true. So yeah, why don't you recap the thing of the week for those of you that missed the first half of the show? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my thing of the week was gonna be, and is the, uh, the maker life podcast. So, uh, I was super excited to be on the podcast. We talked about it earlier, um, but it just, if anyone has skipped ahead, which would be weird, but uh, if anyone skipped ahead, it's the maker life podcast uh, and it's hosted by um, Brad of project build stuff on Instagram and YouTube, I think. Um, and the wood pastor, Steven of the wood pastor and Chris of Cunningham woodworks are, which are all three of them are great accounts. Great. Uh, Great. I think they all have YouTube channels. Oh, well, I know that. Uh, I know what Chris definitely does. Yeah. So, and yeah, and Stephen doesn't. Yeah. So they all do. Um, and, but they're all also very, very big on Instagram. Also, really, really good guys. Just really funny, uh, sarcastic in the in the best way. Uh, really funny guys. Um, and big supporters. You know, they're just really good people. Um, but yeah, they started a podcast. Uh, I think like a week and a half ago, like two weeks ago. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it, they had me on as a co-host and, uh, because Chris was out of town and he was with his family, which is lame. And I'm just getting Chris. Um, but, but he was in, uh, Chris was in, uh, at Disney world with his family, uh, posting a lot of pictures about food and, uh, yeah. So they had me on as the third host, and we had a great conversation. It was really, really fun. And they're great guys. And I think they're going to, I think it's going to be a really, really good podcast. I, I, I think they have the chops, yep. right? Uh, so yeah, so that's my thing of the week. Shout out to them. Go check them out. Go check out uh, the episode I was on. It was episode uh, seven. Um, and yeah, so that was my thing of the week. I just want to point out that my cap map is made of poplar and I tagged it. Sexy poplar. Yes. Sexy poplar. But it, it was funny. It was funny to talk to. Uh, one of the things I thought was funny is 
um, sorry, I'm going now I'm rambling. But uh, one of the things I talked about was the fact that, you know, I kind of came into the leatherworking person, uh, leatherworking guy, and it wasn't a planned thing for me. Um, but it was kind of like what resonated and what worked for me and whatever. And, and I thought it was really funny to hear Steven, um, talk about the fact that he, like he made the joke of the sexy poplar and then that became, kind of became his thing. And I think, you know, and we joke about it and we, we both said, you know, we don't like that the fact we don't want it to become pigeonhole us and, you know, whatever, um, but we also are appreciative of the fact that it's become our thing, right? And it's nice to have a thing because you are the guy that people look to for the thing. Ex- exactly. I think so. I think there's something to be said for that, and I, um, I, I, I you know, I, I encourage people to think about that. You know, how do you stand out? What is what like? What is the thing that you can kind of make your own to be noticed? If you're trying to grow on on social media, if you're trying to grow on a con- being a content creator or a maker, but more in content creation, right? Um, what is that kind of thing that can make you, you know, what is that niche that you can you can get into? Um, c- because both of us did that, so I thought that was a really interesting uh, conversation that we had. So yeah, it was a it was it was a very good episode, and just just so everyone's aware, there may not be a link to the things of the week in the show notes anymore because I do realize that that was the problem. Our show notes were too long, mm. and that's why the formatting kept getting screwed up on them. So now they're fixed, but I have to keep them very short for them to not <laughs> screw it up. So the show notes are much shorter than they used to be. I'm sorry, but you're just gonna have to listen to the episode now. Sorry, guys. Yeah, um, yeah, we will maybe have that link in the show notes if I can keep it short enough to make it work. If not. Definitely going to want to go check out. Easy thing to find. It's called the Maker Life Podcast, so. yeah, and it's on the Makery Network. It's so, on everything. It's on Spotify. It's on right, but that's the 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 overall network for the podcast is the yeah, Makery Network. No, it was a thing, but yeah, <laughs> it's amazing how many things I don't know about that are a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my thing of the week this week is actually a YouTube channel. I know, nice. I know, I'm excited. Um, a very good YouTube channel. Um, I might even have a little bit of a crush. I'm not even going to lie. I might actually have a little bit of a crush on her. Um, the channel is called the icing artist. Her name is Lori Shannon and she makes cakes. (laughs) And that doesn't really sound like it's like another YouTube channel where somebody makes cakes. Oh, yay. She is literally one of the most incredibly talented cake makers I have ever, ever, ever seen. Um, she is one of the things I love about her is she's, she's very real and she does cakes. Like she explains the process so well. Like if you've ever watched shows like cake boss or ace of cakes or any of those, you kind of feel like you understand the why and the how of cake making, but she's really good at explaining the process, the whys, and some of the stuff that she herself makes. She's just unbelievable like she's super ridiculously talented her instagram is just visual porn if you're into if you're into cake decorating i will tell you up front i am not into cake decorating i adore her and Mm -hmm. i love her channel i I think we watched probably about 25 of her videos this weekend like it's just i can't stop watching her videos i enjoy every single one of them and it's almost always like she did one series where I just, she's been doing these. She's got like seven years worth of videos, by the way, on her YouTube channel, which is another crazy thing. But one of the things I love is she does this where she'll 
order two cakes, the same cake from a picture from a cheap bakery and an expensive bakery. And you get to see the difference in how the two bakeries make the cakes. And that doesn't sound terribly interesting until you see, oh, this is why this is an expensive cake. And yeah, maybe if you only use that information once, okay, fine. But that's one time that you got the right cake for your event. You know, she ordered one from a five, she ordered um, Christmas themed cakes. So she spent um, a little bit, a lot, and then a whole lot. And the cake that was the most expensive was just not even Christmassy. It didn't feel like Christmas. It didn't look like Christmas. It was kind of, it was kind of a hipster Christmas cake. <laughs> and you know, and one of the other things she does, by the way, which is really cool, is she doesn't just look at the decoration. She actually tastes the cake to see if the cake is actually better. And a lot of times she'll go, the cheap cake may look better because there have been occasions where the cheap cake was the better looking cake. But then she will taste the cakes and go, oh, but this is why this is why the cheap cake is a cheap cake, because this tastes like a box cake. Absolutely fantastic channel. She is wonderful. She is she's adorable. Like I am I have I, I will readily admit I actually have a crush on her. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I want to get her on the podcast just so I can talk to her. That's how much of a crush I have on her. Um, but her name is Lori Ch- Lori Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N. Um, she's at theicingartist.com and her YouTube, Instagram, and everything else is the icing artist. Oh, and she's on TikTok for all of us, including me, who are now on TikTok. Which I know. I know. Oh, I'm on it. I yeah. I love it. Dude, I could sit there watching TikTok all night. It's the worst thing I ever did was put that dumb app on my phone because now I just sit there at night when I'm laying in bed, laughing, flip, laughing, flip, laugh. and there are some I gotta say, there are some funny freaking people on TikTok. Oh yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just like I'm lucky because I always I expected it to be a lot of crappy dancing and lip syncing videos. Oh, there's a lot of that too, but there's a ton of it. But you know what? I've luckily not been served a lot of it. I've been served the funny stuff, and I'm very active as far as liking stuff that I enjoy. And I think that's why I'm getting stuff that I'm enjoying because the more you like, the more you get like it. So. Anyway, yeah, Lori Shannon, the icing artist. That's my thing of the week. That's I was awesome. I was going to pick something else, but considering how much time I spent this weekend with Lori Shannon, Lori Shannon wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for our Canadian friends, she's in Toronto. So. Ah, there you go, Morley. There you go. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and she has she says oat, which means she's definitely in Canada. Um, and they they'll tell you up and down they don't do that, but guys, you do. Anyway, um. I think that's going to do it for this week. I mean, I know we didn't go into this with much of a plan, but I think we came out of it with a pretty fun episode. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time, man. Next week, we're going to do something a little fun. Um, So here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Right. Uh, Don't think I didn't forget. I'm a pro. Um, Okay. Next week, we're going to do something fun. So get your pens and paper ready, folks. Well, it's not really pens and paper, but you're going to email podcast at because we make.com you might even get ethan to check his because we make email i promise you he doesn't he does not check his because (laughs) but i check it don't worry well i check it enough for the two of us okay you're going to email podcast at because we make.com and i want you to share your favorite either either a funny christmas story or um something maker related for christmas like a maker related christmas story that's entertaining. I want to be entertained next week. Okay. Yeah. Either like really sentimental or funny. 
charm us, make yeah. us cry, make us laugh. Tell us a good. I want. I literally want you to tell us a good story. Keep it reasonable length because we're we're expecting to get a bunch of these. I hope. I hope. Um, and by the way, if you don't celebrate Christmas, you can give us a Hanukkah story. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to pr- go. No, you have a menorah, not a Christmas tree. Okay. If you have a Kwanzaa thing, whatever, I think they call that a menorah too. I don't know. But whatever you celebrate, share this December holiday thing. Share a story about it with us. We will pick our favorite story. And that person will get a $100 Amazon gift card. Boom. We are going to do a giveaway on the spot next week. Just like that. Just like that. So get it together, guys. And and you know what's great? We're not going to announce this any other way. So you have to listen to the podcast to know that we're doing this. But have it in. Um, as long as we get it before we record, then it'll count. Um, we'll read them on the air. We'll have a little fun. We'll relax a little bit. Maybe um, I'm not going to drink because I don't drink anymore. But, you know, Ethan will probably get himself a nice smoked bourbon. Yeah, I'll do um, it. All right. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> I, I was just waiting for you to give me the option. <laughs> Ethan Ethan on the Rocks is an interesting Ethan. Ethan on the Rocks. I like it. <laughs> that actually might be the title of next week's episode, Ethan okay, on the Rocks. Radio. That that would be my radio name if I ever have one. Ethan Dude, on the Rocks. Dude, there's the name of your show. See, we just came up with your radio show. Yeah. Now you just need a radio show. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that next week. It's going to be a little bit fun. And then we're going to probably take probably – I'm going to just say two. I'm going to say two weeks off. Okay. Um, we'll take the week before New Year's off, right? Yeah, the week before New Year's off and maybe the week after, and then we'll come back and we'll go back to doing episodes. Assuming um, I still have a home at that point, um, we will have episodes coming. I, I don't expect to have to do the hiatus. The only reason I brought it up is because if we did have to do it, I didn't want people to go, where the hell did you guys go? But I think we're going to probably be okay. <laughs> right. Not start. funny. Not funny. <laughs> No, it's all cancer is really funny yeah, when, when you're done with it. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week, though. Um, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you enjoyed us having a little chat, just a little uh, STS, and you know what that stands for, but we have a clean tag, so I can't say it. <laughs> uh, we will be back again next week. We really share your holiday story, share something. And I, I'm heavily leaning toward making me laugh. If you make me laugh, yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, if you make me cry. I'm going to I'm going to be very upset with you but you might win. So <laughs> tell us a good story and you'll win. Yeah, it's we, that we, easy. We we do like getting sentimental, so No, we don't. Okay, we don't. never mind. That never happened. Never. I don't know what you're talking about. Never. And and, and I never ruin the clean tag ever. So Never. Nope. Yeah. Nope. nope. Never never nope. never. <laughs> <laughs> Bye everybody. All right. Good night.